Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Faithful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's gladly lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast today. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end time word. Okay, greetings friends, brothers and sisters all over the world. So glad to be with you here today. Brother Mark Ajo here with Brother Tim Dodd. And uh, we don't have just one guest today. We have several from Uganda. There's some really exciting things going on with their evangelism. And we just wanted to bring you all in on that so you could enjoy it with us. So I'm excited about what we're going to be able to explore today. God bless you, Brother Tim. It's good to see you, uh, and not just hear you. <laughs> Amen. God bless you, Brother Mark. Good to see you, too, and good to be back this week with the podcast. And we have a wonderful uh, segment today on happenings in Uganda. Particularly, we're going to focus on street preaching this week. It's something that has uh, always been in the gospel. The gospel started with street preaching. When they came out of the upper room, they preached on the streets. When they, uh, when the gospel was founded through Jesus Christ, our Lord, uh, he was preaching on the streets, in the synagogues, wherever he would find a voice, on the seashore, from the boat, different places. Uh, we've become accustomed to churches, and we've become, become accustomed to a certain style of ministry. But I think as we see, as you'll see today, street preaching is very much alive and well. Special way and an anointing which has led many of the brothers back to street preaching, which again was the beginning of the gospel there in Uganda. And so you'll hear some things from different brothers. And as I was discussing already with Brother Stephen Ibali, he was telling me how much God was using them to go back onto the streets and having a great impact amongst the people there in Uganda. So let's welcome Brother Stephen. Brother Stephen, welcome to the podcast. God bless you, Brother Tim. Uh, it's a blessing being a guest to the podcast today. It's always a blessing listening to the different testimonies from across the world as the Holy Spirit uses different men, those testimonies are so edifying. Now it falls my lot, and uh, I just want to say something about evangelism here. It was evangelism through the seven church ages when men like Moody, Spurgeon, Wesley, and Bosworth went out preaching and bringing souls to the truth of their day. For example, when Peter stood on the door of Pentecost, preached the gospel, and the men were convicted, he told them, repent, be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The church age began right there and then. So the Ephesian church age moves, and as it went, you remember 
that at the closing of it, it is he that overcometh will I grant. So the overcomers of the age began the foundation of the next church age, and so the reward was enjoyed in the following church age. And that's how it kept going from church age to church age. And uh, finally, you know, it came Ephesus, you know, to Samina and to Pegamos and to Theatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and then Laodicea. And after Laodicea now, the overcomer is posted to sit in his throne. You see, that's how the church has been building up. It has been evangelism, bringing the people in and building up the body of the church. But after the opening of the seven seals, evangelism became a dual activity. We go to the streets like the, re the revivalists did and pick them fresh from the fields of sin. You see, God doing great things. Or we have to go in the denominational churches and do the end-time evangelism. That one must be noted. Brother Branham says, the end-time evangelism is to restore. I will restore the earth. So that's why we go into those denominational churches and we preach the restoration of the truths of this hour. You know, that's end-time evangelism, to bring them out, come out of my people. So our team has that revelation, and we use both sides of the sword. The team is doing aggressive street evangelism, and one of our built churches in Navitama is a result of street preaching by Brother Huntington, Balita, and Elijah Diogo. We also have the church in Vudabangula, which is a result of any what I did on the streets. John 9, 4, you see, we must work while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. So practically, I say practically, we are in search for the last elected one. And he that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne. What we are doing, Brother Tim, I really feel is very scriptural, and we need your prayers in so doing. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Brother Stephen. We appreciate those words. It brings us back to the scriptural context of this type of ministry to the bride of Jesus Christ and indeed down through the ages to the church. Well, you know, Brother Stephen is such a knowledgeable, knowledgeable, mature minister, and any subject he takes, I have to really listen and think about what he's saying. But uh, as he went through that, that background history, I'm thinking that he's, he's talking about my own experience with two types of evangelism, how I was saved maybe in just general repentance, but there came a time in my life when the Lord had further light to give me, and that was the end time evangelism coming to me. So I'm just, as he's saying this, I'm reliving my experience. Amen, Brother Mark. You know, salvation is of the Lord. Yes. He will uh, bring whomever he will to repentance. But we know that the elect of the hour are quickened 
by the message of the hour. There's no getting around that. And, and we are so excited by what God is doing in this way in many different fields. But before I, I go on, let me just say, we're going to go now to Brother uh, Samson Lobogo, and you're going to hear a couple of things here. First off, we put together a couple of clips, just very brief, of the actual street preaching that was recorded. And we have the video of that, but you'll only be able to hear the audio. And then at the end of that, we'll hear from Brother Sampson himself. Iwe ninzi, chitugwani ili, okuza aliwa, omulu ndi oguo kumeka, oguo kubiri. Nchenda molozungu, molozungu ya wandika ya akobati, you must be born again. So we'll hear right now from Brother Sampson. God bless you saints and fellow laborers in this 11th hour. We thank God for the awakening among the denominations that are receiving this message. As we go out to preach to these churches, we pass many people in the trading centers. We have started the preaching on the roadsides in, in these trading centers, and we are glad to testify that many have accepted Christ as their personal Savior. I preached in Alwesambula, and I prayed for over 10 people. Another day, I preached in a center called Devote, and I prayed for over 50 people. This Thursday, I preached on the roadside of a center called Devotee, and over 40 people came on the prayer line. We thank God for this great work. Remember us in your prayers as we look for the last elect. God bless you richly. Brother Samson Lubogo. Shalom. Well, that, to me, is an amazing testimony. Um, Ten people, 50 people, 40 people. And another thing that jumps out at me is these brothers are traveling. You know, Brother Tim, you've done some traveling, and it's exhausting. And it sounds like he has meetings that he's going to, and you might want to rest up for that meeting. But they're all along the way. They're stopping at places where they can find a crowd and just preaching on the street. That sounds like doing double duty. Very true. Brother Mark, you know, it's, it's amazing to see how the Holy Spirit moves in these unique ways in these countries and how he deals with the people and uses the ministry and all I can do is express admiration for these brothers over there. They are on fire with the message of the hour and not just excited. They are, they are. you know, Brother Branham says in one place, he says, you know, if the Pentecostals like to blow the steam out the whistle, he says, but if they put that same steam to the wheels, they'd move the train forward. And I think that's what we see happening in Uganda is this whole gospel train is definitely moving forward. Next up we have... Brother Hannington Belita, who checks in from Uganda, and Brother Hannington is an old-time warrior, an old warrior in the faith, and has been in the message 
quite some number of years and goes back a number of years to the beginnings of the message there in Uganda. But when the awakening began to spread, then what happened was Brother Hannington got in touch with Brother Stephen and began to become involved. He has a, an amazing testimony of desiring God to have more churches in his area. He was the only church in his region in the message, but now there's, I believe, 10, if not more, churches in that region, and God has really opened up the area to this message of the hour. So let's welcome Brother Hannington Belita from Uganda. A good morning, and God bless you, Brother Tim. I'm Brother Hannington Belita. It was in 2018, I and Brother Elijah Diogo, we were led to go to a remote place called Inabitama, where now Brother Maganda Samuel is the pastor. It is a small place where people gather in the evening for different activities. So we stood there, testified of Christ, preached to Christ. So on the first day, a boy and a girl received Christ. On the following day, three ladies joined us. On the third day, the number came to 10 people who received Christ. From there, I met Brother Ivale requesting him to rent us a place where we can have fellowship, which he did. And it was a surprise the first Sunday. 42 people came for that fellowship. So the church now is there with around 60 people, mature people. Yeah, it reminds me in the past where we used to go and preach in the, in, during market days. And I remember it was Brother Ivali who gave me the microphone so I could go and stand in marketplaces, preach, people received Christ. And that inspired me to start churches. And the, I have testimonies of churches that are a result of that evangelism during then. So I remember a church in Namutumba, we just evangelized. A church in Naigovia, it is a result of that. Uh, a church in Namasagali, was the work was consolidated because of that. People came out of Pentecostal. Yeah, we have the story of evangelizing, not um, like Pentecostal's big crusades, but uh, in a simple way, yet very effective, people receiving the message. Yeah, so now the desire has resurrected in us. At least we have a desire to go almost in every area where these new churches have started, even where I am in Kaliro, to start preaching every evening to preach Christ. So that's where we need your prayers. God bless you. A blessed Sunday. Well, that is a certainly wonderful and inspiring report to hear. And I think we heard something new there. When he talked about they, they found a place where people gather, that reminded me of Acts 17, where Paul found a place on Mars Hill, and people gathered. And if I'm remembering right, two people got saved, and, and the Apostle Paul considered that a success. Uh, but Brother Hannington is getting uh, even greater... Um, results than that. That's true, Brother Mark. Um, these marketplaces and different places in Uganda 
are very active with people. That's one thing that they have over there that we don't have here is gatherings of people in public places. Over here, we have gatherings of people in entertainments. We have gatherings of people in different venues. But as far as a public market or a public place, you hardly see people on the streets unless you go to maybe the odd place. Now, the church in North America has definitely become settled down, and, and it's something that has been on my heart. I remember when I was young, going onto the streets, giving out tracts. It didn't matter whether I was just new in the message here in uh, Vancouver or whether I was up north pastoring. We would uh, go on the streets and pass out literature and talk to people, try and do what we could for the kingdom of God. But I find that uh, even the church itself, we have become very centralized. Everybody, no matter their gift, and there are some fine young preachers in this message that are, are really gifted to, to handle the word and with a real zeal for the gospel. Uh, I would encourage them to find these places where people gather, find places not just to do witnessing. You know, witnessing is all right. Uh, but to find a place to preach the gospel. As Brother Stevens said in a couple of podcasts ago, you know, the church, the first world church or the church in the rich countries, we could say, the evangelism is very focused within established message churches. Not that we don't need that. We do need to see our young people saved, God deal with them, God move, a refreshing of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that's all wonderful. But where is the zeal to go out and win the lost? Where is the zeal to take the gospel to those that have not heard and those are, that are in out-of-the-way places? Sometimes I wish I was young again and could go back to those kind of days when we could just reach out to the lost. But I want to say, while I'm on the subject, you know, Jesus said in his parable, of the marriage supper in Luke chapter 14. He says, the, the servant had said to his Lord uh, that he did all that he could as after he was commanded, go quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. And still the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there's room. And the Lord said unto his servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. I was talking to a young minister not long ago uh, in northern Canada, and he was asking me, you know, what I would recommend. He's got a burden to do something for God. I said, just find an open door. Just find somewhere that God will allow you to go in and take the word to people. It's not just about telling them that God sent a message. It's about taking the word and preaching it. As Brother Hannington Belita said, you know, just in a very simple way, but preach the message of the hour that it might be uh, used of God to reach out to the elect. Well, I trust that today's podcast was a blessing and uh, give you a little bit insight into some of the inner workings of what God is doing in Uganda and indeed around the world. So until next time, may the Lord just be with you. We appreciate you and bid you shalom.
Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter. Fill in your name and email address and click Sign Up. In this email report, you will receive reports of the works of God in China, in Africa, in South America, in India, Europe, all over the world. We also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year, complete with photographs, reports, and testimonies from all over the world. The newsletter is free. Just request it, and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. You can contact us by email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. This is Mark Ajo. Thank you for being with us today. And be sure to join us for the next. Believers Faith Challenge Report Podcast.